The following podcast is a She Did It and SydneyNanberg.com production. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the She Did It podcast. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Sydney Nanberg, creator of the She Did It podcast and SydneyNanberg.com, the brand and resource where I share self-care tips and mindset hacks to help you become the best version of yourself. My intention is for you to come looking for inspiration and leave with the tools you need to face obstacles and live a more fulfilling life. I'm always sharing what has worked for me, and I hope you find it really valuable. So today I interviewed an incredible author and entrepreneur who is absolutely inspirational. We are talking about how our past affects our future and how to get through those rough times to put it towards your passion in life. And he did a really great job at that. I can't wait for you to hear his story and outlook on life. So let's get right into it. And just a quick disclaimer before we get started, author Jason Bosworth is located in Australia. I'm located in Miami. So the sound quality is a little bit off, but the information is really valuable. So I just want to give you a heads up. It's definitely worth the listen and I can't wait to hear what you guys think. Welcome back to the She Did It podcast. Today I'm speaking with Jason Bosworth all the way over from the Gold Coast, Australia. He's a 31-year-old author. He pushes his own limits, and I'm really excited to speak to him about the story behind his book. It all started from failing in school, which elevated from there into his working and personal life. He has been on a powerful journey, and he is going to be sharing his experience with us when it comes to mental health and his never-give-up mindset, which I love. So welcome, Jason. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you so much, Sydney. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I really, really appreciate it. And I'm so grateful, and I'm also so excited to, to get into this and, and, yeah, just give you a little bit of, I guess, history of my life. Yeah, no, me too. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, where you grew up, and who is Jason? What are you up to in life? Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> I like to live, I guess, living the, yeah. as a, as a, the hashtag never give up. Um, so I live a very fast-paced, uh, busy life. So a little bit about me. I'm on the sunny Gold Coast in Australia. Um, not so sunny today. It's been quite <laughs> windy and um, a little overcast, but that's okay. Um, so I work, I have a full-time job where I work for a family-run business. It's a surf retail outlet. Um, so I do everything in the head office from running the warehouse to uh, doing scouting for new shops to employing staff to staff training. It's a very versatile position. Um, and then outside of that, obviously, I've got I've just, um, had printed last Friday. Uh, and now Congratulations. Guess, yeah, th- thank you so much. Um, and I guess a little bit extra about me is I've got a six-month-old son, so that's been a learning curve dealing with managing the household, the work, the business. Um, yeah, it does get very involved. Wow, so you've been through a lot. It sounds like what you're doing now is incredible, but I want to get more into what you've gone through because you've really managed to turn it around and create a life that you're proud of and a life that you've chosen to do something about. And as you say, you you spoke up and I want to talk about your childhood where this all began and you talk about school a lot. And I think that, you know, like I said before the podcast, before we got on here that you and I can relate when it comes to the school factor, because I face similar issues and I'm sure other people have as well. So what was school like? What was your yeah. day-to-day 
life like and what were the struggles you faced? Yeah, uh, thank you. That's a great question. So school for me, I guess, was very intimidating. Um, being a student that I guess didn't understand the curriculum that I felt that I was forced to learn, that created a lot of struggles for me where I guess not only feeling in intimidated and feeling nervous and, and never sure of, I guess, where my day was going to take me, I wasn't, um, I guess I'd say I wasn't, really accepting of the curriculum that I was getting taught just because I felt that there was no, I guess, real acceptance for people who didn't understand mm -hmm. it. Um, so a day-to-day -day for me is I'd, honestly, I'd wake up and I'd be very, very nervous to the point of making myself sick. Um, I wouldn't want to go to school because for me, school looked like going in, having a test or doing an assignment and then receiving a fail and then from there, not really having any way of grasping why I failed or how I can use that fail as a positive, which has taken me honestly about 10 years to, I guess, self-teach myself. Um, where through school, I was always taught a fail was a negative and you shouldn't look at fail as anything but that. Um, and that affected my schooling life, which then affected my personal life and affected my career life outside of mm -hmm. school because I've always was made to feel as good as my grades and my grades were always failing. I think so, that's so yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's you know, they when, when we're in school, there's, there's one way to learn. They give us one way to learn and everybody has the same curriculum. And I struggled with that as well because exactly. not everyone learns the same. And then when you get a bad grade, it feels bad. And then you start associating, like you're saying, failure with something bad, whereas in real life, failure is actually a stepping stone to get you to where you want to be. But as a young child going through that, you don't realize that at the time. And and I, and I think that, you know, this is something that I've, all, I've actually always wanted to do something about somehow, but, you know, change the education system because it doesn't always work for everyone. Yeah, it's, it's very true, and it's it's really interesting to hear you say that. Uh, obviously, being on the other side of the world, um, I, I haven't had I haven't had a, a huge opportunity to, I guess, discuss education on such a big level. So, the people that I've spoke with, obviously, they're they're local to me. They're within my community, and I've definitely spoke with multiple people that feel the same. Um, but to hear it happening on such a large scale is just it's incredible and, and you're so right in what you're saying that you put say 10 to 15 children in the one room with one teacher right. and that teacher expects you to I guess take everything in the same as every other student mm -hmm. when when you get into the the way that I guess people operate everyone has their strengths and everyone has their weaknesses and that's I guess how things work with with certain people using their strengths to better themselves and using their weaknesses to learn how they can turn that weakness into a positive. Well, I felt I was never really, I guess, taught that or or guided that way while I was in school. Oh, me either. I definitely wasn't. It's like you failed, it's bad, and you're kind of punished for it. And, yeah. and you're, you, they, yeah. you know, I had teachers, I remember starting all the way back in middle school in maybe sixth or seventh grade where they tell you, you know, you better do well because next year your teacher's going to be even harder on you. Or, or, and then I'd get to the next grade and they'd say, you better do well because then the next year your teacher's going to be even harder on you. And it's like, 
well, what if you just don't learn that way? And then, you know, it's, it's a real challenge for a lot of people. And I wish that there were more options available. And I think now there are more options probably um, for there, there are different types of, of, you know, learning avenues. And, and then once you go off to college, obviously there's a ton of different options, but I listen to a lot of podcasts. I read a lot of books and it sounds like a lot of entrepreneurs now, they, they all share their story about school and a lot of them just didn't do well in school. And, and I think that, and I know it's a generalization, but not everyone learns the same way. And for people to expect us all to learn the same way is actually setting us up for failure. Um, however, I think the fact that we're aware of it and doing something about it is the positive to it because, you know, as long as I think, as long as you choose to do something with your life, you know, you're on the right path. If you let it affect you forever and with everything that you do, then that's not, that's not good either. But because you're in control of your own life, however, what you did was incredible. So I want to talk about how did you cope with this? So you went to school, you might've failed some, you failed some tests, you were getting anxiety about it. How did you cope with all of this? What was going through your head? Uh, (laughs) That's a very interesting question. Um, and I guess honestly, for me, when I when I started writing writing my book, which would have been in say 2016, is when I started okay. writing. Um, I I didn't realize what I was going through when I was younger and how I was being affected until I actually started writing down my thoughts. So what had happened is I, I knew there was like almost like a, a chemical imbalance within my mind. I knew that something wasn't quite right. And um, I do find myself to be very stubborn where I need to kind of work things out on my own. And, and the writing, I started reverse, almost reverse engineering my life from probably grade five right through to the present day when I was writing, over, obviously over time. Um, so... When, yeah, when I was going through this, I was thinking as, as I was that age, if, if I was around 12 to 14 in that age bracket, I, my, my mind then, I was just a teenager. So I was just growing up. I was becoming a teenager. I was evolving and I was discovering life. So the, the feelings that I had as someone of that age, I always honestly thought that it was just part of, a part of growing up, a part, a part of becoming a teenager. I never really actually understood or realized that I was getting having panic attacks and going through anxiety due to the way that I was being treated or the way that I was just I guess misunderstanding education Mm -hmm. no that makes sense so writing was your your go-to how long have you been writing for uh so I wrote from 2016 when I started um and I wrote consecutively for 584 days oh my gosh. Um, every, every single day um, regardless of where I was I'd make sure that I always got a little bit done um, and I wrote I guess what's that a few years so I finished my book in 2018 um, and then I guess from then to now is when all the editing and everything like that happened so it, it ended up at the start it was quite I guess therapeutic and a, and a good way of discovering my past and working out what I was dealing with right. Um, from there it was more wow this is what I've been through this is how I've managed to 
evolve and, and change and better my life, I really want to be able to help other people see that there are always positives to the negative. So it, it, it turned very quickly from something that was very therapeutic for myself to something completely designed to help other people. So now before we get into the book, I want to talk about how you coped when you were going through the situation as a child. So, or when you were in high school, yeah. how did you cope in those moments? A lot, a lot of music. Music, um, okay. I just used to, yeah, I just used to religiously listen to music. It was a very different, I guess, genre of music that I listen to now. Um, also surfing for me, so growing up on the Gold Coast, the beaches um, are amazing. There's really good waves. So I used, I used to just really bury myself in, in my surfing, in, in friendships and in family. Um, involve myself in everybody else's life and always do my best to be, I guess, the best friend someone could be, the best, the best son someone could be, the best brother someone could be. And what that was doing was actually just, I guess, removing the feelings or just suppressing the feelings from myself because I was putting so much of my energy into other people. Okay, that, that totally makes sense. So, so it sounds like you had a pretty good family life at home and you had a good support system to help get you yeah. through. Yeah, definitely. Um, but the, I guess the interesting thing is that I never told anybody what I was going through. So I never told my parents how I was feeling. I never told my brother how I was feeling. I never told close friends or family how I was feeling and, and what I was going through. Oh. Um, yeah, so the whole time I, I was investing my time into everybody else and suppressing my own feelings. Um, so I guess on the outside, I always was happy-go-lucky, involved in everyone's life, doing the friendship thing, the family thing. Um, but meanwhile, I guess my feelings were just constantly getting pushed down and pushed to the side so I could, I guess, look fresh and happy and alive on the outside when the inside was, I guess, self-imploding. Why was that? Did you not want them to worry? Um, yeah, I guess a few reasons. Like, definitely one, I didn't want him to worry. Two, uh, as I said previously, I, I really didn't, I guess, know or gauge or understand what I was dealing with um, and what I was going through, and I guess on what level as well. It, it really wasn't until I'd, I'd been able to just almost step away from the situation and look back into it and realise what I'd gone through. Um, so for my family and for my friends, no one ever knew what I. No one knew what I was going through until everything has kind of come out through um, through my writing. Wow. Okay. Well, I find I find that really interesting, and I think that you know, it's good that you had that turning point in your life where you finally realized, like, okay, you finally realized something that really worked for you, like writing. What was that like when you when your family found out? Um, they definitely had a few questions for me. <laughs> Like mainly my mum and dad, and, and and it was really good. They were, they were really empathetic. They just wanted to make sure I was okay. And they did, I guess they, there was a few questions on why I didn't speak with them when I was younger. And the main thing was the worry. Like I'm very, very, very lucky and very grateful that I do have such a close family. Um, and they're very approachable people, my brother and my, and my mum and dad. Um, but I guess I like everyone, like I care a lot for them and I know everyone on a personal level deals with their own things and I never wanted to, I guess, 
push my negativity onto anybody else. So I chose to just take it all on board myself. Um, so they, they had questions about that. They, as caring parents, they always said, and still to this day say, call us about anything if you need to talk. We're always here. We're always here for you, which I've always had that through my whole life. But I guess the way that I, that I choose to live my life, I just wanted to take it all on myself and, and um, not have them worry about what I was going through. Wow. So I think that's amazing that your family is so supportive, as, as they should be, of course, because they love you. Um, so I want to talk more about this turning point. And when you started writing your book, you wrote consecutively for well over a year, which was, I can imagine, like you said, yeah. very therapeutic. So how did you make it happen? How yeah. did you decide what you wanted your book to be about? Let's talk about your book and um, what, what that yeah. journey was like. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, deciding what it was about, everything came together when I realized I needed to change my life. So 2000 and I guess 2012, 2013 and prior to that as well, in and out, I was always having panic attacks. I was in and out of depression. I guess not severe, depre not severe depression, but definitely depression um, and anxiety as well. And it all stemmed from those young earlier days in school where, uh, as you said yourself as well, like I was always told by these teachers that if I didn't act on my grades at a young age, it was going to reflect throughout my life past school. And constantly being told that by multiple teachers really, really affected my ability and affected my ability to achieve. Um, so I guess working out what my book was about was all through the therapy of working out what I needed to do with my life. So I realized that there needed to be a turning point. I realized that I had started, I guess, not being the support I needed to be for, for my family, the support I needed to be for my wife, and then um, the support I needed to be for my friends as well. So I knew there was something I needed to change. And I thought, if, if I have this ability to write and I have this ability to write things or, or um, right on topics that are relatable, why not turn that into a positive for other people that have experienced what I've experienced that can hopefully one day read my book and say, I experienced the same thing. There is hope for me or there's chances of a better life for me. So I really just made it a relatable book for other people. I think that's amazing. And I can't wait to read it actually. And so I kind of want to get into the entrepreneurship aspect of it. How did you know how to find a publisher? How did you know how to take the next step after you had written everything out? What was that process like? Are you just online or are you going to be in bookstores? Um, how does that all work? Yeah, it's, it's something um, that I've learned the whole, throughout the whole process. So for me, the whole process, early 2016 to 2019, um, never knowing I guess at the start, never knowing I was writing a book, I, I didn't actually, I guess, open up my laptop. I actually started on my mobile phone and then overwhelmed myself with the amount of content I created on my phone then I transferred it onto my laptop. Wow. In, in doing this, I never went into any of it to say, this is what I'm going to do. I've got a goal. In two years, I'm going to publish a book. I'd just been on my phone. I was flying a lot for work and... um. I was just not wanting to 
I guess, heavily involved myself in social media at this point on my phone. So I decided just to get out my notepad and that's a part of how it all began. Um, and then I just write and write and write and write. Um, in terms of publishers and pulling it all off and making it all come together, it's extensive research. It's like, I guess like everything, it's a lot of, a lot of failing, a lot of trying different things, never, I guess, taking no for an answer. Um, so what had happened with me is I had a, a close friend on the Gold Coast who was also, I guess, a, a creative, he has a creative side and he's involved in, in writing as well and, and that's one of his passions. And there was a, a seminar on at one of our local community halls and he said, I know you've been doing a little bit of writing, you should really come along. There's a guy there that's a, that's a semi-assisted publisher, I think he'll really be able to help you and that's that's where the whole journey began for me. So I, I went really, really nervous to this seminar because I, I knew that I had to put myself out of my comfort zone and approach this person and say, I guess, who I was and what I was writing about. Um, and from there, we created a professional relationship um, with a, a guy named Ocean. So Ocean Reef Publishing is, is who I partnered mm. with. And they, I guess, they mentored me, so I um, yeah, went to them for mentorship and I did a, a mentor marketing course on how to market my book with them. And from there, I've chosen the route of what's called semi-assisted publishing. Um, so I've got all the books myself. I've got 500 books sitting in my living room at the moment. Um, and I'm, I guess, marketing and promoting them myself along with the team at Ocean Reef Publishing, who I've got a distribution agreement with. So, you know, I guess they've got a whole um, avenue of clientele who they can put my book forward to, um, to get opportunity to put it into bookstores and libraries and youth groups and, and things like that. So that's the youth group um, is where I really want to target my book to. Um, although it is that anyone can pick up from, I guess, age of 15 through to the age of 50 and older, um, I really want to target young youth that feel that they're struggling through school and feel that they've got no one to turn to or unsure of the avenue they need to take. I feel it would be a really good support for, for those It's people. probably the book that you needed to read at, when you were going through this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If I had, if I had something like this to, I guess, make me aware that there's always a way and make me aware that I'm not the only person going through the struggles that I was going through um, would have been a great opportunity for me to, I guess, steer away from the life that I went through. And, and the life that I went through, although it was, I guess, it wasn't great to go, to not feel comfortable going to school every day, to wake up with tight pains in my stomach on a daily basis, mm -hmm. If I hadn't gone through all of that, I wouldn't be on this podcast with you today and I wouldn't have a published book beside me. So I guess everything does happen for a reason. I, tr I truly believe that. And I think when you're going through something, I think Steve Jobs is the one that said this, but it's one of my favorite quotes. Um, but basically, you don't realize, you know, how everything plays into the life you have 
until you can look back and actually connect the dots. So every, so no matter what struggle you go through or obstacle you face, one day you'll be able to look back and be like, okay, if it, if it wasn't for that, then I wouldn't be where I am today. And so I, that's something that I always try to remind myself of. I, I really do think that everything happens for a reason. Yes. Yeah. 100% so agree. I want to talk about your life now, aside from publishing a book and everything you've gone through and you've totally turned your life around. And I think it's so inspiring. So do you have a morning routine or any rituals that you do anything that helps you, you know, get through day to day life or even just now cope with just the everyday stresses and obstacles? Because you know, as a business owner, or an author, you face obstacles and struggles every single day or not every day, but often. <laughs> How do you deal with that? Yeah. Like, what, are, what are your routines like? Um, so I, I guess routine for me is, and it's definitely something that's so important and it's something I write a lot about is how important it is to have a solid routine. Yes. Um, since having a baby, my routine has definitely changed where <laughs> I guess my wife and I are <laughs> adjusting to that and I guess learning a, a new routine um, within ourselves as well. So routine for me is making sure I go to the beach making sure I take time away from my social media, from my phone, um, from the whole, I guess, entrepreneur side of my life and, and published author side of my life. I put everything down. I go for a walk. I sit at the beach. Um, I, I do my best to make everything slow down because I do live such a fast-paced life. Um, the day-to-day stresses of that can really cloud your your thought process and that's when I guess mistakes start to happen um that's when you start to almost for me I start to get a negative outlook on positive situations when I know I shouldn't be mm-hmm. um another another very important aspect of my routine is fitness so uh, at least once a week which hasn't been happening regularly as regularly as it's as it should since um adapting to fatherhood and, and the parental life um, <laughs> I bet. Is, is going boxing I, so I go to like a boxer size lesson once a week oh I love that's, boxing um, that's really important that's a great a great yeah. way a great stress reliever <laughs> yeah it's, it's very important to me it's a it's an hour where I'm not connected to anything I put the gloves on you get the opportunity to hit the bags and, and get a really big sweat up and and um you notice it, especially for myself, I notice it within myself. Um, the weeks where I don't go to the weeks that I go, there's definitely a more positive outlook on my on my life and a positive push when I have been able to, I guess, hit the bag and, and release a bit of stress there as well. No, it makes a huge difference. That's for sure. So I just want to ask a couple more questions. What, in your opinion, is the key to success in life and happiness? The key to success in life, in life and happiness, yes, is following your passions. Is making sure when you wake up every single morning that you're living the life that you want to live, and you're not living by anybody else's rules. And you're making sure that your surrounds are happy as well. So I guess for me, being a young, having a young family, if I'm chasing my dreams of becoming a published author. And I'm 
I guess, chasing that entrepreneurial life, if my family is not happy, then there's a misbalance in, in what I'm doing. If I'm pushing myself too hard and I'm ignoring them, that's very important to me to create that balance where the household's kept happy. Um, but definitely chasing your passions and living the life every single day that you want to live, living for yourself, living for your beliefs, um, that's so, so important to me. And it's really not easy to do for a lot of people. So I, I think that's really admirable and it's really amazing that you're going after it and doing it. But it's true. I think, you know, for me too, the key to success and happiness in life is just to kind of go after what you want and take the necessary risks and you'll be more fulfilled in the long run. So that's my little philosophy too. I agree. So if you had to give someone who might be, who might be going through a similar situation that you were back then, what is one piece of advice that you would give them? To talk. It's, it's the biggest advice I, I give people, anyone that, that I'm close to or, or anyone that I come in contact with. It's to speak up about what you're going through. It, you don't, I guess, you don't need to speak up with the intention to, I guess, burden someone with your problems. Just speak up to a, a close friend, a family member. Sometimes even speaking with someone that doesn't actually know you too well can be a really good positive as well. Um, just as a release to get everything off of your chest. Um, I think that is, is such good advice for anyone that, that feels they're uncomfortable within themselves, they're unhappy, they're not sure of why they're feeling like they're feeling just have that one person that you feel comfortable talking with. I think that's really great advice. I think it's important. A lot of people do hold in their emotions. And when you're going through something like that, to realize that you're not alone in this and to actually, you know, let it out can make a huge difference because it can help relieve a lot of the anxiety. You can actually, you might be able to find some answers and, and feel happier in life. So I agree. That's one thing that I think is really yeah. important for people is to actually speak up, let people know what's going on and, and you might actually feel better and you probably will feel better. Not might. Um, but thank you so much, Jason, for being on the podcast today. This was great getting to know you and hearing your story. And I wish you nothing but the best of luck with your book. What is the name of your book and where can people find it? So my book, it's got a very powerful name. Um, just letting you know there is a swear word in there that I'll not use on the podcast. Oh, that's okay. Um, but the, <laughs> that's okay. But the book's called The Power of the F.U. Work Ethic. Okay. Um, just quickly, a little bit behind the title of my book, it's, it's all stemmed from, from school, from failing, from being told I was never good enough, I was never going to amount to anything I'd be on uh, on welfare uh, I've been told all these things from from teachers in the past so it's more just an empowerment to say hang on if there's something that I want to do regardless of how school affected me or, or how anything in life affected me I'll make it happen and you can just sit back and watch so that's I guess where the title comes from I love that um <laughs> thank you in relation to purchasing a copy of my book, I have a website, which is www.jasonbosworth.com.au. 
Um, and then I've also got my social media, so there's the Instagram and, and I've got Facebook. The Facebook's Jason Bosworth author and uh, Instagram is Jason underscore Bosworth underscore and, and it's all accessible. We'll link it in the podcast description as well so that everybody can get access to it and check out your book and, and give it a read and, and I'm sure it's going to inspire a lot of people. Yeah, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you again for being on the podcast. And I'm excited to see all of your success. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been such a great um, evening for me and morning for yourself of of getting to know a little bit about yourself and, and having this chat. It's been really good. Thank you so much.